Bob, navigate our craft over the state named Michigan. Okay, Gebular. What have you found? Sensors indicate a GPS signal to something called Dosti. Dosti? What's a Dosti? I'm not sure, but some anomalies were traced taking a podcast back to this place. A podcast? What's podcast? My records indicate it's an auditory form of entertainment and news compressed into a computerized data form for later retrieval. Oh, an MP3? Yes, an MP3. Okay, we are over the top of a residential neighborhood. I think I see someone. It's one of those furry earthlings. <coughs> Take us to your ego. <coughs> Calm down, furry friend. Her tag says, Kaylee! Take us to Yoriko! She's running into that elaborate structure! Let's go! Yes, let's go! Down the rectangular slope objects, Bob! Yes, Gabular! My sensors are showing a time lapse of three years here! Oh my gosh, Bob! I think we found him! What? A collection of lightsabers? No! Rico! Rico! Hi guys, hi Bob and Gebular. Welcome to the third anniversary show of Treks and Sci-Fi. So we glad finally you guys came. found you. Yeah. Congratulations Rico on three years. Treks and Sci-Fi. Do you have any popcorn? Yes. Popcorn. Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. This is the third anniversary live spectacular of Trex and Sci-Fi. I'm Rico, your host uh, as normal, except for that show last week with those anomaly girls, Jen and Angela. What was up with that? Uh, you know, but hey, they did a great job. I really, uh, really enjoyed listening to their. Uh, their take on doing a Trex and Sci-Fi episode, and we'll try to do some more of those, too, in the future. Uh, today is uh, August 31st, 2008. I almost said 2007. Gosh, where did that come from? It is uh, podcast 189, and like I said, it is the third anniversary of Trex and Sci-Fi. Yes, three years ago. And I think if maybe if I knew all the hours and days and work that I was going to put into this whole thing, I may have thought differently. But I uh, three years ago I said I was sitting around after Enterprise had uh, had been you know ended and canceled before its time, and I said you know gosh dang it, yeah. I, well, it was maybe a little something stronger than that, but uh, I, I said you know it's somebody needs to kind of keep the Star Trek flame going and science fiction out there, and podcasting had just been. Uh, something I had been getting interested in. So um, I started Treks in Sci-Fi, and I guess, as they say, the rest is history. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. It's going to be kind of a musical uh, show. I'm going to cover some more Star Trek music. I've been wanting to get back to that and uh, a lot of other things. So um, uh, I'm going to play uh, our uh, 
typical, or at least the last few weeks, musical theme uh, by Mike Verda. Uh, this is his great take uh, on Star Trek uh, music. And uh, sit back. I'll be back uh, right after this play. So welcome to the big anniversary show. And uh, welcome to everyone in the chat room as well. Uh, glad to see all of you here. So I'll be back uh, after this uh, Star Trek music plays. your volume and surrender your iPods. You will be assimilated into the geeky goodness of Treks in Sci-Fi. Resistance is futile. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. And I want to thank uh, Lexi on the forums uh, who uh, was uh, very gratefully offered to Borgify my voice for a couple of uh, little uh, short audio clips that you'll hear throughout this week's show. Uh, I think actually her husband was uh, was the one that did most of that, but uh, she was the one that emailed and offered to, and uh, so uh, thanks again, Lexi. I really appreciate it. Uh, again, this week on the show, we're going to be covering music mainly, uh, Star Trek music from the various Star Trek series that have aired over the years. That's going to be the main topic. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have a kind of a looser show, probably going to take a few more little breaks and pauses. It's a little tricky to do these live, so I hope you'll bear with me. But everything, as they uh, also say, you can, can you know fix in, in post and uh, we'll be uh, editing out some of those gaps for the people who listen to this later on. But for those watching live, uh, it will be, uh, you know, you'll hear uh, little moments like that do out during the show. And uh, just as I coordinate, you know, two computers and cameras and microphones and make sure that I'm still actually recording this. And I haven't. One thing I, I have to do is turn down the volume on the microphone as I play some sound clips. And if I forget to do that, you get can get feedback. So. All these little behind-the-scenes things about doing a podcast, especially a live show. So, uh, again, uh, welcome to the show, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You're listening to Tracks in Sci-Fi with Rico Dosti, the weekly podcast for geeky goodness. Now, 
Okay, uh, I've got a lot of cover with the musical segments and, and that and a lot of clips to play for that, so we're not going to cover a lot of news and things. I do want to mention uh, a few things, though, in particular. Uh, the first being, uh, I don't know if I did I talk about this because it's been two weeks since I've done the podcast, and it's a little hard to keep track, uh, you know, two weeks ago. Gosh, I don't even remember yesterday even, but uh, i got to stop drinking all this green tea that I have. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, Rico has to take a little uh, trip to the... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what I wanted to talk about, though, was Stargate Atlantis. I, I can't remember if two weeks ago this had been announced, but I, I'm, I'm still disappointed about this. And the show has just been great. Uh, and and it's, it's come down that the this current season of Stargate Atlantis is its last. It's only going to air for five seasons, unlike uh, Stargate SG-1 that was on for, for a total of 10. And, and I, I myself have have enjoyed Atlantis from the start almost probably a little bit more than I did even with Stargate SG-1 at first. I, I just really enjoy the characters. They've done some great stories, and I'm really going to miss it uh, when it's not back after the current season is over with. And uh, they just had an episode on uh, with uh, featured Rodney, uh, who is their sort of chief scientist, kind of a he's kind of a cocky, arrogant kind of a guy. But this episode was just fantastic. Uh, the guy playing Rodney, uh, he deserves to win an Emmy for just this one show, and I, I can't say enough good things about it. If you're not watching it, uh, if you were somebody maybe that was into it, you know, the Stargate SG-1, but you never really got into Atlantis, you know, the DVDs are out there. You can find shows online, and the current season is airing on the Sci-Fi Channel. So uh, don't let this show pass you by. Uh, it's fantastic, and it deserves uh, every Sci-Fi uh, fan out there to give it a shot. So. Uh, so that's my uh, Atlantis, uh, you know, well, a little late, I guess, now. I mean, I, I've talked about it before a few times. And in a couple of weeks, I am going to do an all-Stargate show. Uh, going to cover Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis. Uh, both, uh, I've got uh, a lot of things to say about both shows, talk about some of their backgrounds and episodes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to do a special Stargate show in a couple of weeks. But uh, I did want to mention that uh, since I don't think I had a chance to talk about it and and say, uh, you know, what boneheads those people are that cancel these things. What's wrong with them? And now they're talking about doing another Stargate show in place of it? Well, what's, why? I, I, I mean, you guys have canceled this one. It's a great show. Why Why do another one? I, I, I just, it just annoys me to no end, and uh, I, I'll never understand those kind of decisions. Uh, but, you know, that's Hollywood, as they say. On, a, on another tactic or another sci-fi series that's still airing and uh, which is still uh, a fun show and is, is also on the Sci-Fi Channel, uh, Eureka, which has had some really interesting episodes the last few. I'm not going to give anything away, but again, another great show that uh, you should give a shot to or shot to, shot at. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> give it a try if you haven't before. It, it's it's unique. It's a little different, a little more quirky and uh, comedic maybe than some of the other more serious sci-fi like uh, Stargates and and uh, Battlestar, but it's still a fun show, so, uh, so give that a shot as well. I am Rico of Borg. Your life as it has been is over. From this time forward, you will service Trex in Sci-Fi. Okay, on the uh, on Star Trek and the Star Trek front, I just found about this uh, found out about this this morning, and it, it's looking fantastic. The guys over at Star Trek New Voyages, uh, if you just go to StarTrekNewVoyages.com, you'll be able to find out all about them if you haven't before. They're also known now as Star Trek Phase Two, which picks up on the name that the um, the TV series they were going to make after the original series 
was over with uh, in the mid-70s. They were talking about doing a new Star Trek series with the original cast, but then they decided to do movies instead. They kind of swiped the face name, face two name off of that. But anyway, they're doing a new episode, uh, which has got a trailer up on YouTube. I've linked it up on the forums. I'll also put a link uh, shortly later on today. Also on the main website, treksinsci-fi.com, which uh, if you haven't been to lately, you should check out. I've completely revamped the look of the main page. Uh, it's now all WordPress or uh, WordPress software driven and a lot easier for me to update. And uh, I think it looks pretty good. So uh, check that out. But anyway, the uh, Star Trek New Voyages guys are, have uh, put out a trailer for their next fan Trek film. This one's called Blood and Fire. It's written by David Gerald. Also directed by David Gerald, who, of course, did the classic episode The Trouble with Tribbles uh, from the original series. And he had turned it into um, the start of a long career in writing for uh, you know novels and television and movies and, and all that. Uh, I think uh, the most recent thing that he had out uh, was he was the uh, author, the original writer of the book The Martian Child that they turned into that movie uh, with John Cusack uh, from about, I guess, about a year ago or so now. Anyway, David Gerald is... Uh, has worked on this script and Blood and Fire and this uh, trailer that they put up looks fantastic. They've really, really stepped up uh, on the effects. The the last couple of them have been really good, and the effects in this one look amazing. This this trailer shows the Enterprise uh, battling a Klingon ship, and, and they really show you a lot of cool things that they never got a chance to do on the series. So uh, check that out. I will, uh, like I said, I'll link it in the podcast notes. I will also link it on the main website as well. So Star Trek New Voyages. This is supposed to be out. Uh, let's see. What do they say? I'm looking on the Internet. Uh, thank God for the Internet. Uh, October 31st, uh, Part 1, and then Part 2. They say they're going to release this one in two parts. Uh, part 2 followed a few months later. So uh, so we're going to have to sit down or sit back and kind of wait uh, for this. But uh, these guys are really doing fantastic work. And, again, they kind of – this is just sort of all-volunteer done. And uh, no one – you know, the Paramount, of course, doesn't want them making any money off this. Oh, my God. You know, even to cover their costs and things. So, uh, But, anyway, check it out. Star Trek New Voyages. Uh, I've got to do a fan a Trek fan film uh, show. I've talked about them uh, a lot of different times. But I think they uh, – they really do some good work, and uh, the one with uh, George Takei uh, that they did uh, about a year ago, I think now, is just amazing. Uh, really great, uh, very emotional one, uh, well worth watching. Uh, World Enough in Time, I think, is the name of that one. So so check that out uh, overall over at uh, StarTrekNewVoyages.com. Hey, Rico, this is Metron07 on the forums. Just a quick audio thanks for everything that you've done, uh, your commitment to your show, your commitment to us, your listeners. Thank you so much for creating this great community and this place where people can go to be entertained and to be creative. You're a great guy, and you've come up with a great thing here, and I'm just so glad to be a part of it. So happy third anniversary, Trex and Sci-Fi, and keep up the good work, man. Orlando, Florida. Out. Well, that's our buddy Rob down in Orlando, Metron on the forums, uh, who sent in a little uh, anniversary uh, 
clip. Uh, thanks very much for that. Uh, and I hope you're not getting too rained on down there from that hurricane. I know there are some people down in the uh, the southeast, uh, New Orleans and Florida and all those areas that are getting kind of hit pretty bad right now. And uh, you guys stay inside and, and, and listen to some podcasts. So uh, thanks again for that, Rob. Appreciate it. All right. So where are we at today? Uh, I, I want to cover... Hmm... I've got the music stuff coming, but I thought there was something else I needed to cover first. Uh, hmm. I can't think of it. <laughs> uh, live shows. you got to love it. So, um, oh, I thought there was something else. Oh, yeah. Now I know what it was. Yes. We're going to do our first contest. Yes, we're going to do the first contest. Uh, and I'm trying to decide which of the two contest questions to ask first. I, I don't want to know if I want to start out with a harder one. We'll let the chat room decide. Should I start out with the harder question or the the easier, what I think is maybe the easier question. Which one should I, should we start out with the harder one or the easier? Harder. Kenny says harder. All right. Well, let's, we'll go harder. And um, the there are going to be some prizes. The prize for this one will be, I have a couple of, uh, I think a couple different versions. I have some old uh, Trex and Sci-Fi t-shirts, maybe a one or two white ones laying around and maybe one or two of the black ones. I, I've got, I know I have some. The sizes are kind of uh, maybe on the smaller side, maybe large or medium. I'll dig up what I have, but maybe you can give it to, you know, uh, somebody in your family or whatever. But anyway, I've got a T-shirt here with uh, with your name on it or whoever wins this uh, with their name on it. So uh, uh, this is for the chat room, obviously, because we're trying to do this live and um, – I will uh, read the question, and then basically the first person that gets the correct answer uh, will win. And I, I will preface this a little bit by saying that uh, keep in mind if you're in the chat room, if you start to answer the question but you don't get it quite all right, th- this is uh, the kind of a question that's not going to have a, an immediate like kind of one-word answer to. If you only get part of it, you may be giving some of that information that you put out uh, to other people. So I, we'll just say that. Um, Okay, the, this is the question for uh, winning a Trex and Sci-Fi t-shirt, and I hope you guys can hear me all right. Uh, the uh, question is, name the starting years that each of the Star Trek series first aired on network television. In other words, uh, the starting years that the uh, live-action shows started on the network. I want uh, all the years that each of those shows started in. Oh, don't everyone answer at once. This is where I do a lot of editing later on to make this process go faster. <laughs> and, yeah, you could all Google this up in probably within five or ten minutes, but I'm not going to give you that long of a time. And I will give you one hint. There are uh, I'm looking for uh, there will be five years total that you'll be having to come up with here. And I have a couple of choices or a couple of people answering, but... So far, I'm only seeing four dates, four years, but but there should be five of them. I'm talking about all of them, and we're still we're jumping all over the place. I don't know, Goku Pepper, TOS did not start in 1963. That uh, <laughs> uh, somebody's getting close, though. I think uh, it looks like Rossum. Rossum is the winner. Yes, you are correct. I think that's the first person that wrote all five of those years properly. Yes, the years are 1966 for TOS, 1987 for TNG, 
Deep Space Nine came in 93, and Voyager in 1995, and then Enterprise in 2001. So I think that uh, you were the first one to answer that. I think uh, at least that's what I saw in the chat. So uh, good for you, and uh, just shoot me an email, treksf at gmail.com, and I'll, I'll try to look up and find what T-shirts I have around here, and I'll let you pick from what I have. Uh, I know I have a couple of them around, and if I have a couple different colors, I'll let you know. So congrats, Rossum, and just shoot me an email, and we'll work out the details. cybernetically enhanced humanoid drones of multiple species, organized as an interconnected collective with a hive mind inhabiting a vast region of space. They operate towards one single-minded purpose, to add the biological and technological distinctiveness of other species to their own in the pursuit of perfection. They are the adversary of autonomy, the definition of slavery. They are the juggernauts of an infinite number of quadrants and parallel dimensions, including the mirror universe. Join us on the Ready Room microcast as we read a chapter each week, or visit the Trex and Sci-Fi forum and follow the crew of the Arabella in Season 8 of the RPG as they battle the Borg in two dimensions, the mirror universe has never been so treacherous. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. That is our cool promo for Season 8 of the RPG on the Trex and Sci-Fi forums. Great job uh, on that. It uh, really is uh, pretty scary sounding and uh, this season is is just uh, been amazing it involves the borg obviously as you heard in that promo it involves the mirror universe as well so uh, if you're not uh, checking all this out either as uh, someone writing in the rpg or even just reading it you need to head on over to the treksandsci-fi.com forums and, and check it out uh these people well Let's just say these people could be writing as careers, a lot of them. They really put a lot into this, and uh, I want to say especially thanks to uh, Jen and Kenny and all their help and uh, on the running of it and keeping everything running along smoothly. These guys, uh, well, guy and girl, have done a great job with it over the years, and has it been years now? <laughs> i got, I got to stop doing that today. Anyway, check it out, RPG on the Treks and Sci-Fi Dot com forums. If you ever want to write some Star Trek fan fiction with a lot of uh, great people who will help you out, uh, this is your place. Want to contribute to the weekly podcast with audio comments? Send them in to treksf at gmail.com or visit www.treksandsci-fi.com. 
Okay, I think it's time we get into the main uh, topic for this show. Uh, even though it is a live show and even though we are having some fun with contests and, and cool little new bumpers and, and lots of stuff like that, uh, I do want to cover this topic uh, that I've been meaning to get back to. And I looked up, I did the first music or Star Trek music podcast where I covered mostly the original series and uh, the movies. I did it way back on podcast 80, 80 which was over a hundred podcasts ago, and I, I think I said at that time, maybe within the week or two after that, I said, "Boy, there's a lot of Star Trek music out there. I really need to to do another show and a follow up to this to cover some of the other series and uh, talk about those and and some of the other composers and things like that." And uh, so here I am, finally doing it. Uh, I have uh, many clips to play. I'm only really going to be able to hit the big highlights, the big composers on the show primarily. Uh, and play some a little bit of each of them. And I hope uh, if people out there uh, have any other sources, I try to do a little researching in that. Uh, you know, you've got the main composers for the various Trek series, but when you start to try to dig into who did some of the other more incidental music and things, it, it, things really shut down pretty quickly. You don't really find out a lot. But we will continue and, and, and manage to get through anyway. Uh, the first show we'll be covering, we're going to try to go in order of uh, Trek series, since I've already done the original series previously on Podcast 80. Uh, we'll get into uh, Next Generation, which uh, uh, is is basically, uh, you know, that's Dennis McCarthy, uh, Jerry Goldsmith uh, worked on that. Jerry Goldsmith, of course, wrote the amazing uh, and, and extremely well-known now uh, title theme song to the uh, Next Generation, which got later used in the films, and, and it's just been used all over the place, and, and it's really fantastic. So uh, let's start off and, and play that for you.
Yes, that is the theme to uh, or from The Next Generation, Star Trek Next Generation, written by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, somebody in the chat, uh, they've been talking about that was done uh, with uh, some kind of a roll-in synthesizer. Is that what you guys said? Uh, news to me. Uh, but uh, but it's great, and it's so very Star Trek recognizable now. Maybe even more than the original series theme is. Uh, really great stuff. Uh, we've got another clip from uh, the early in the Next Generation years. I think this is actually from the pilot episode uh, uh, when they're trying to um, escape from Q and encounter Farpoint when they first meet up with him. Uh, so uh, we'll play a little bit of this for you. Yeah, Roland D50, Metron. Okay, yeah. All right, anyway, we will play. Uh, this one's called, uh, this little clip, Picard's Plan, First Chase, First Chase Part 2. It's uh, it's a little long, so I'm going to only probably play part of this one. So listen to this. Here's some more. Uh, this one's Dennis McCarthy doing uh, some music from the pilot episode of The Next Generation. So that's some music, again, from uh, Dennis McCarthy's work on Next Generation. The other uh, composer that worked uh, quite a bit on the first few years uh, to about season four of TNG was a guy named Ron Jones. Uh, But from what I found out, I guess uh, he and Rick Berman didn't always get along, although it seems like the more you find out, Rick Berman didn't get along with a lot of people. uh, (laughs) But he, Ron Jones, I guess they had a pretty big disagreement or something on some of the musical uh, directions that he wanted to do and take uh, on the show. And uh, so um, since you don't argue with the executive producer and, and usually get away with it for very long, uh, Berman fired Ron Jones, who, uh, who had done some really great work on TNG. He also, or one of the main things he did was a lot of the music in the best of both worlds, you know, the Picard-Borg story there, uh, which uh, had some really uh, 
kind of different music. If you go back and watch that episode, you'll notice uh, some kind of unique musical uh, moments in there that you didn't really hear before that. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed the music in that episode quite a bit. And so I'm going to play uh, this one is uh, some of his music from a Next Generation. I think uh, this track is called, you know, when they, they label uh, tracks of uh, soundtracks from TV shows and movies, sometimes the names they give them are, are rather strange. This one's called, uh, let's see, Ron Jones, Moment of Decision, Battle Signs, Jordy Vision, Looking for Life Signs. It's long again. I will only play part of it. So uh, here's some of Ron Jones' work from TNG. So there we have, uh, again, some of Ron Jones' uh, really good music uh, that he did for The Next Generation. Like I said, about halfway through that series, uh, he was um, cut, I guess. Or uh, Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, you read these little bits on the Internet. Who knows what exactly all what went into everything behind all of that. But, uh, but anyway, we will uh, – this was uh, – since I'm going to try to get through both uh, – or all TNG – Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, we're going to have to move fairly quickly. So I'm going to play a couple of clips from each. So we're going to move right into uh, Deep Space Nine. And uh, again, with Deep Space Nine is also a Dennis McCarthy uh, show that he composed, worked heavily on. And uh, he also wrote the main title, which uh, was is really well done. I think it it's different. The thing I like about the Deep Space Nine opening theme is I think it really sets the mood for this sort of lonely 
uh, outpost out there, uh, way out in space, all on its own. And uh, let me just play it for you and uh, let me know what you think. <laughs> the, the chat room is yelling, no, inner, you got to play inner light. You got to play. Yeah, I know. I, I thought about it and I, we've, we've talked about that show quite a bit. I think we've played the music a few times. So yes, the inner light, great uh, little flute tune by Picard, but uh, we're going to skip over it. Like I said, I, I got to get through a lot of these today. So uh, sorry, no inner light, but again, here comes deep space nine, the opening main title. Most of the music I've got here for Deep Space Nine is from the early, uh, probably the pilot primarily, I guess, uh, the Emissary. The next track I, I liked on this one that I wanted to play is uh, Wolf 359. Of course, if you remember at the very beginning of that episode, uh, they show you the battle, the Borg battle with Picard at Wolf 359, where the Federation got uh, pretty much trashed by the Borg fleet. So, uh and that's the, of course, scene where uh, Cisco uh, loses his wife and escapes at the last minute off of his old ship. So uh, here is some of more of Dennis McCarthy's work on Deep Space Nine and uh, Wolf Three Five Nine.
think that uh, music really sets the mood for that scene. It's it's very kind of uh, both kind of eerie and scary sounding, very dramatic. A lot of things going on, the battle scenes going on around them as they're trying to escape the the ship and the Borg attacking. And I remember that scene uh, real distinctly where they they are in that escape pod and they pop off their ship or get blasted away free from the ship and Cisco kind of looks out and watches uh, the Borg blow up the ship uh, with his wife, of course, still trapped aboard, uh, even though he had already lost her at that point. Really sad uh, scene, and it kind of set the tone for that episode. Uh, there is one more clip I want to play here uh, of Dennis's work on Deep Space Nine. This one's called A New Beginning. This is, I think, towards the end of the pilot episode. So uh, this one I might be able to play the whole thing. It's only a minute 47, so uh, here you go. So that, uh, again, set the tone for that uh, whole series of Deep Space Nine and Dennis's work on that one as well. You know, this guy has done so much uh, Star Trek music. Uh, it becomes the Dennis McCarthy show today a little bit. But, uh, again, it's it's really some good stuff. And uh, I wish they had more of it out on, on CD, though. It's just it's not really a lot of it out there, a couple of them, and a lot of collections. They seem to like to put a lot of Star Trek into collections, you know. But it's uh, it's still good to find, and I actually got a few new things I hadn't uh, gotten yet off of Amazon t- today. And uh, I have to say, I'm going to throw a little plug out, even though Amazon is not a sponsor by any means. But getting uh, music off of Amazon is not only cheaper, it's DMR, DRM-free, so you can move it between a couple of your computers, any portable media device you want, and you have no problems. You don't have to worry about all that uh DRM that iTunes sometimes puts in some of their stuff, although they're moving away from that. So big recommendation if you can find the same music uh, off of Amazon. It's higher quality, too. The sound quality is better. So check that out. And after that little commercial break, <laughs> well, let's get back into the music, and we're going to move over to uh, Star Trek Voyager. And again, another amazing bit of title work here. Jerry Goldsmith 
the main title to uh, Star Trek Voyager. Listen to it now. Live. Well, maybe not live, but <laughs> here you go. Voyager. So again, uh, a wonderful bit of music there, theme to uh, Star Trek Voyager by Jerry Goldsmith again. Uh, the um, the main music I have here from Voyager, though, is by a guy named Jay Chataway. This uh, music, again, is from the pilot episode. Uh, again, they seem to put out those bits of music on CD and are available. This one, Jay Chataway, uh, the next clip I want to play for you, his music uh, from Voyager this is called uh, Paris Takes the Helm. I think this is early in, you know, when uh, things are starting to uh, become a problem and they're hitting the Badlands and all that time in the pilot and uh, Tom Paris takes the helm. So listen to this.
So there you have uh, some of uh, the Jay Chadway work from Voyager. I've got one more track to play. This one I'm probably going to cut short. This is towards the end of the pilot episode. Uh, uh, it, the name of the track uh, for this one is called Set Course for Home. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory. So listen to uh, more of Jay's work on Voyager. Now we're going to move on to the last of the Star Trek series I wanted to cover for uh, this uh, musical look at uh, some Star Trek, uh, or the second part, I guess, to the musical Star Trek episode that I started back on Podcast 80. The next show, of course, to look at is Enterprise. And obviously the big thing to talk about, um, even though this, again, is another Dennis McCarthy uh, show, the big thing, of course, the the controversial thing that Enterprise did that no other Star Trek series before did was to have sort of a vocal song used for the opening credit theme uh, to the show. Now, what I what I discovered this morning when I was doing some background checks and, and what, what am I, a cop or something or a <laughs> security guy? No, when I was doing some research for this podcast is that uh, they really decided kind of at the last minute to go with this vocal tune. Uh, that was uh, performed by Russell Watson um, for the main theme for Enterprise. Uh, they were going to use just another musical uh, piece of music that they later used in the, the show itself. You hear it several times over the course of the series, a lot in the pilot episode. The theme they were going to use, or the music they were going to use, is called uh, Archer's Theme, which can be uh, heard, and I'm going to play that for you here in a moment, but it can be heard on the uh, soundtrack that they put out uh, for Enterprise. That was going to be the uh, opening credit music instead of the the Russell Watson theme, which I think goes something like this. 
No, it really hasn't. I... <laughs> no, we're not singing that again. Yes, it's been no, Jen. That Russell Watson. I don't think you understand. We're not ever ever singing that again. Look what we've created. A monster. All right. Well, even though I love listening to that at least two or three times a day, let's play uh, Russell Watson's uh, theme from uh, Enterprise. I've got two different versions here. I have the short TV version of it. I'm going to play the longer one, I think, because everyone's familiar with the TV version. I probably won't play the full version or the full long version. So you understand what I mean? <laughs> the the Let's see. The short TV version is a minute 31. The long version is 4 minutes and 11 seconds. So we'll play maybe about two minutes of the longer version of Where My Heart Will Take Me, the theme for Enterprise by Russell Watson. So listen to this. And not by Jen and Angela, really. It's been a long road Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finding me But I can feel the change in the wind right now Nothing's in my way I was just watching all the people commenting in the chat room about that song. Uh, yeah, I, I find it it's uh, it's pretty inspirational. I really like the lyrics to it. Uh, I think Russell does a good job with it, and uh, I think it fit the show. You know, the show was all about exploration and the early uh, days of Starfleet and getting out there and and, and just you know kind of having faith that the you know the ship wouldn't blow apart, blow apart around them. Uh, it's uh, I think it suited the show very well. So. 
The uh, got a few other clips here to play uh, from the episode. Uh, this original, um, uh, sorry, the first pilot episode of Enterprise. Excuse me, as I'm reading the clip list that I have here and talking at the same time, and well, not chewing gum, but I will have some more tea here in a second. It's uh, the next clip I wanted to play though. This one is from uh, the. I already said it. It's obviously from the Enterprise soundtrack uh, to the pilot episode. So here it is. It's called New Enterprise. One more uh, clip, one more bit of music here from uh, Enterprise to play. This is uh, also, again, from the uh, pilot uh, soundtrack uh, that's out. Uh, This one was what I was talking about earlier. This is the Archer's theme music, uh, which is used a few times in the pilot episode. A lot of times when they're showing Archer as a boy when he's with his father, they play this. So, uh, So listen to this. And this is, again, what they were thinking of using instead of the Russell Watson tune for the opening uh, credit music. So here we go with Archer's theme.
right. So that, again, was Archer's theme uh, used in the uh, closing credits for Enterprise as well as a possible theme song to the show. Uh, it's uh, If you remember, too, they jazzed up kind of that uh, Russell Watson song, I think, in Season 3 when Enterprise became Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, they kind of s- sped up the tempo with just a little bit of it. I'm not a music expert, but it was a little jazzier, a little sped up. Uh, uh, and uh, I think he re-recorded it, of course, probably at that time. So anyway, this is a very fast <laughs> and extremely uh, brief look at some of the Star Trek music in the various series they've done over uh, over all these years with uh, with the show. And uh, I'd be curious what you know maybe some of your favorites are. I know I missed a lot. Everyone was saying, play inner light, play inner light. Uh, but if you'd like to, you know, record a little clip uh, and, and send in, you know, maybe a little minute or two of uh, you saying maybe some of your favorite music from Star Trek, what it might be, you know, send it on to uh, uh, to me at treksf at gmail.com, and I'll play it uh, in, over the next week or two. Uh, just, uh, you know, it's, it's very hard to, you know, distill everything, you know, all these episodes and all the uh, hours and hours of music into such a little brief thing. But I think it was fun, and hopefully I brought up a few things you guys might not have heard about or known about before. Hey, I have one uh, one voicemail call this week, uh, which, again, if you ever want to call it, the, the voicemail line and number for the show is 206-202-1548. And this call is a uh, phone call from uh, – phone, obviously. It's a call from Walter, our good friend Walter, who's on the forums and – Travels the globe in his Trexan sci-fi T-shirt, uh, taking photos everywhere. Um, the guy probably has more stamps on his passport than, you know, well, a lot of other people. So uh, this is, he took a little trip. You know, the Star Trek experience is closing, I guess, as of today or tomorrow. It's gone forever. Uh, never got there. I, I'm so disappointed with myself anyway but russell was there uh and uh he sent in this little phone report i know kenny has a a very in-depth uh commentary on audio he's going to be sending in i'll be playing in the next week or two so look forward to listening to that but here's russell's little brief commentary while he was out at the experience with uh, i think with his wife so listen to this hey rico this is walter and liz and we're calling you from the Las Vegas uh, Hilton at the Star Trek Experience. It's Friday, August 29th. And just a couple more days left here uh, to enjoy the experience. Um, we're here with a lot of Star Trek fans, just uh, getting the last taste here of the experience before it closes. They've got uh, a wall full of letters that people have written in expressing uh, their regrets and uh, sadness that it's closing. Uh, I'll read one of them real quick. It just says, What? Close the Star Trek experience. Beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life left on this planet. Um, so there's several of those like that, but I thought that one was, was kind of good. Um, they also have uh, Beverly Washington here, who was in the Deadly Years TOS episode that you, you covered recently. She signed an autograph, and uh, it's really crowded. Um, people just enjoying the, the last little bit here before, before it goes away. So... Just wanted to give you that short report. Um, hope you're doing well, and uh, see you on the forums. Bye. Yes, yeah, so that was that was Walter, not Russell, calling in. Walter, our friend, uh, Walter Osborne from the forums, travels the globe and also gets to the Star Trek experience. The guy is everywhere. So, uh, so thanks for that call. Uh, and uh, you know, it's really sad that that's closing. I've heard some rumors that they may try to salvage some of it, and maybe some other place will, sh- you know 
grab some pieces from it and put it together and do something in the future. I just don't quite understand or, or wish they had kept it going, at least through next May when the movie came out. I, I, I'm sure that would have driven a lot of business to it. But, you know, business is business. And I know the these kind of in-hotel attractions in Vegas get changed fairly often. So, so that's that. Uh, I'm going to take a very short uh, little break here. And while uh, you're listening to uh, this next little clip, well, which is from our friend Rick Moyer, put together a little piece here for this uh, show, and I've been kind of holding on to it to play for you. Uh, I am going to come back after Rick's uh, song and do another contest. So stand by. And uh, here we go with uh, his uh, little bit of music for the week. This one's called It's Year Three. I wonder where he came up with that title. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, here's Mr. Moyer, uh, musician and songwriter and, and musical crazy guy extraordinaire. Here he goes with It's Year Three. God, I'm starting to sound like a disc jockey or something. You are listening to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host, Rico. That's me. When I find myself wanting geeky goodness, Rico Dosti comes to me. Casting Treks in Sci-Fi, it's year three. And in my hour of news and info, Regal's podcast speak to me. Casting treks in sci-fi, it's year three. 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 Treks in sci-fi podcast, third anniversary. There's all the geeky sci-fi people on the forum and RPG. All one big cool family, it's year three. And though we may live far apart, we all listen and we all agree. Rico, you're the best. It's year three. It's year three. It's year three. Rex in Sci-Fi Podcast Third Anniversary It's Year 3 It's Year 3 It's Year 3 It's Year 3 It's Rex in Sci-Fi Podcast Third Anniversary podcast sci-fi extravaganza that you know and love uh hey a couple comments uh first uh check over uh podcast alley and uh you know slide a little vote for treks and sci-fi if you enjoy the show or any other podcast that you might listen to give them a vote as well you know these guys uh we're all doing this just because we love it and but you know it's nice to get a little promotion once in a while get more listeners in you know, get a little more interactivity. I always love getting the uh, audio comments from you guys and play those on the show, and that's what keeps it interesting for me as well, too. It's year three. It's year three. It's year three. It's year three. The Trek's Inside My Podcast third anniversary. And when next Sunday rolls around, iTunes will be so big. 
podcast till tomorrow. It's year three. Collectibles and episode reviews. News made just for geeky me. Trex and Sci-Fi Podcast. It's year three. Well, it's year three. It's year three. It's year three. It's year three. Listen to Rico Dosti. Happy third anniversary. Yeah, it's year three. It's year three. It's year three. It's year three. Trex and Sci-Fi Podcast. Third anniversary. It's year three, it's year three, it's year three. Trex and Sci-Fi Podcast, third anniversary. And until next time, I really, again, appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen to the show and download it and pop it on your iTunes, your iPods, or your MP3 players, or whatever you listen to this show. Happy third anniversary, Rico. Okay, you guys are making me like get all blubbery here. So, uh, you know, I <laughs> know I do really appreciate the the well wishes and there were quite a few on the forums today. Uh, you know, 3 years of doing the show. You know, it's it's just uh it's what I love to do right now and I uh, I'm the kind of person if you guys probably know or you probably do all know already that I I tend to, once I get hooked into something, I, I, I can't stop. I just can't stop. So I'm not going anywhere. And, uh, hey, we're going to be having uh, you know, only about 11 more episodes, uh, probably even a bigger celebration for uh, Podcast 200, So, which, uh, which should be a lot of fun. And I've got a few ideas for that. So I'll be letting everyone know. And, uh, and while I've got you all in the, like, oh, we love Rico, we love Trex and Cy m- moods, you know, hey, swing on over to iTunes and or Podcast Alley and, and put down some uh, reviews, some votes on Podcast Alley for the show, especially on iTunes. Uh, I'd, I'd really like to get some new ones up there. Uh, if you haven't, definitely uh, please go over to iTunes and, and put up a review. It doesn't have to be anything lengthy or, you know, just say how much you love me and love the show. And, you know, if you want me to email and tell you exactly what to write, I'll do that. So, but uh, anyway, just uh, whatever you feel like saying, of course, in your own words, but good ones, good words, okay? So, uh, so anyway, thanks a lot, guys, and, and, and everyone. We've got another contest. Yes, we have another contest. And uh, this one, uh, I think, what did we do? We started with the harder contest, and now we're going to uh, go to the easier one. And I don't know, that may not be exactly true. I think they're both, I guess, about the same relative difficulty, although this one's probably a little more easily guessed. So I will have to watch the chat real closely, and hope people in the chat room will keep me honest about if I want to see the correct answer first. I don't want to make a mistake uh, and give the, um, say, hey, you know, John Smith won, and it wasn't him. Somebody else, 10 comments back, really had the right answer. So this one's going to have a, a fairly short answer, but uh, again, uh, be careful because you don't want to give it away or anything if you're not sure of it. So I think uh, that's all my little preliminaries. Oh, the uh, what you're going to win for this one, and, and I've been meaning to do this anyway, and I want to compile them, so it'll give me a good re- reason to do that. But I'm going to take all the podcasts up to this one, this current one today, up to 189, and I am going to put them all, burn them all onto a DVD for you. So you'll have all uh, 
the archives of Treks and Sci-Fi with the video shows and everything on there. Uh, so uh, you won't have to worry about, you know, keeping your iPod filled with them or whatever. So uh, I thought that would be good to do, and uh, maybe I'll make a few extra. And maybe if anyone's real nice and they want to just shoot me an email, maybe we can work out some way to get one of those to you. So, yeah, we could probably do that. So, All right, here is the the question. Now, i got to word this and, and read this correctly because the, there's probably two quick answers. One of them people will, will get will be, well, that's enough I need to say. So think about the way I say this exactly. Hopefully everyone can hear through the uh, streaming uh, goodness of Ustream the question. All right. What I want uh, is the following. You need to name the total number of Star Trek seasons that have been made and shown for television. Total. Total number of seasons of Star Trek and start the little ticking clock, Johnny. Not total episodes, Dave Kill. Total seasons. And, uh, Savril, maybe it's not that easy. So far, everyone is wrong. So far, everyone is wrong. The Some of the people are missing a very key element, and I'll just say the word Saturday. Goku Pepper, you are the winner. 30 is the correct answer, and this is how you get to that. And I hope I did my math right, even though I'm a little tired today. Here's how you get to 30 seasons of Star Trek. Three for original series, two for the animated series, seven for Star Trek Next Generation, seven for Star Trek Deep Space Nine, seven for Star Trek Voyager, and four for Enterprise. A bit of a trick question because obviously the the one that most people will forget would be the animated series, and even if you do remember it, you may not know that it was there were actually two seasons to the animated series. So that is the correct answer. So send me an email, Goku Pepper, with uh, your address and that, and I'll get you that uh, DVD of all the podcasts you could ever want to listen to for Treks and Sci-Fi. I'll get that sent out to you. And where are we are? I was going to do a collectible, and where are we at? A minute and a half. Do you guys really still want me to do a collectible? This, we're a minute. Did I say a minute and a half? An hour and a half show right now. Uh, I guess I could do one because this one's pretty cool to show uh, to the camera. So we'll do what I was showing everyone before we started with the show. And then that will pretty much end it. And, and I'll probably still stick around and, uh, and you know, talk to you guys and leave the camera going so you can see my back of my head while I edit the show or whatever. But uh, we'll do a collectible. So let's play a little uh, collectible uh, Rick Moyer transfer uh, audio uh, bumper. How about a collectible review? Right here on Treks in Sci-Fi with Rico Dosti. Okay, the uh, the collectible, uh, this one was a little tricky. I wanted to, to come up with something a little different, a little unique to talk about on this show. And uh, I think I have that. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, of the Superman 
t- movies, the Superman TV shows. I pretty much anything Superman, I'll watch it. Uh, even the you know recent animated films they've done and animated series, it's all good to me. You know, some better than others, of course. And uh, and actually, I'm I'm someone that enjoyed Superman Returns. I know that's that kind of got mixed reviews out there for a lot of people. Uh, but uh, with all that being said, uh, I've always liked the way they they did the the look of uh, Superman and the fortress and everything in the films. And I, I'm a member over on the Replica Prop Forum, and I've always wanted to get. Uh, you know, maybe one of the crystal-type things they use in the Fortress of Solitude in the films. And you also saw those in Superman Returns. Uh, I think Lex Luthor gets a, gets a hold of one uh, and uh, creates that whole thing out in the water there and all that's business in the uh, towards the end of that movie. The uh, What this that I'm going to show the camera here, of course, you people just listening won't be able to see this. What I have here is a replica of the crystal that Luthor uses in Superman Returns, and it's very much like the other crystals uh, that have been used in the other Superman films as well. This one's a clear uh, crystal that was uh, drawn up and cut out of real, you know, some type of crystal. I don't know. It's it's not uh, it's not just plastic or something like that. This is real crystal, and this guy basically took all the dimensions and measurements and had these made up. And what people do on the Replica Prop Forum with this kind of stuff is uh, if it's not available, it's not out there, they will uh, create little projects and do what's called a run of these things. And if you're interested in, you tell people you're interested, and then, you know, usually months or a year goes by and before you get it. But anyway, the this crystal was the, the result of that. And, and these uh, were pretty, uh, you know, complicated to produce actually believe it or not he had to come up with the drawing for it and then get it to a guy who could cut crystal and get the crystal and and all of that so uh this is a uh a fairly rare item and I, i like to have these kind of things i'll still buy you know master replica stuff but it's it's a lot of fun to have unique things like this in your collection that uh, very few people have. I think he made. He ended up making about a hundred of these for different people. So there, that's all that's around. Uh, it was sort of a limited edition. I don't know if he's ever going to do any more. I know he did some small versions of it. This one's a one-to-one scale piece, and it's just as you saw it in the film. And uh, it, it's really, really nice. Uh, I'm here getting fingerprints out of all over it and showing it to the the people watching on the the camera. So. Uh, maybe someday, you know, Warner Brothers or somebody will produce some of this kind of nice, you know, stuff. I'm, I'm kind of actually surprised that they don't because, you know, people collect crystal. They'll have them in their little china cabinets and stuff like that. And uh, to me, this would be a real obvious thing they could they could create and uh, pretty pretty put a uh, uh, a pretty large price tag on it. And I don't know how many people would buy it, but you know, there's people out there like me that would probably do it. Although this way was a little. Uh, you know, a little bit easier in a way to do it. Uh, uh, and just for the people out there who are the lawyers and uh, stuff, because I know we've got so many lawyers that listen to this, these are all done um, for nonprofit. People make these things. They only charge people really what it costs to make the item. So there, there's really, I suppose if somebody really was bored one day and they wanted to go after people like that that do that kind of thing, well, good luck to them. So uh, come get us is all I have to say. You know, it's just, I mean, this stuff isn't made. And, and this is the kind of thing that I did as I was growing up when there weren't little phasers, you know, on Entertainment Earth. There was no Internet and there was no easy way to get these kind of things. Everyone had to build phasers and communicators and everything that they wanted from fi- films and television shows that they saw. 
And, and nowadays, of course, people discovered, hey, people will buy this merchandise. So, hey, we'll make it and we'll sell it. Uh, and make some money on the process. And I'm fine with that, as you guys have seen over the years uh, listening and watching to the show. I certainly support all those people that make that kind of stuff, too. But there's still some stuff out there that no one will make, and uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, but uh, other people, like uh, creative people on the Replica Prop Forum, will take it upon themselves to do it. So um, so that's it. We've got the uh, Fortress Crystal, I guess we'll call it, from uh, Superman Returns uh, reviewed for you there. Uh, sorry, I know sometimes it can be kind of teasing when I show something and talk about something that it's like, hey, look, uh, Rico has this, no one else does. But that's not, you guys know that that's, uh, that's not exactly what I, I'm trying for here. It's just uh, uh, where there's a will, there's a way. And, uh, and I've tried a few projects like this, and I'm going to try to do a few things, more uh, simple things like that. Uh, but I think that's it. I'm running out of tea to drink. I am uh, kind of uh, wearing down. Uh, doing a live show is a lot more uh, eh, complicated. Uh, hey, hey, wait a second. Well, with that in mind, hey, why don't we get a little... Uh... I had a lot of help. Oh, you know, but 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 you can keep... Stop, stop. So, uh, so again, hey, I really want to appreciate all the people that came by today to watch me put together another live uh, anniversary show. And uh, I always say when I do these that I should do more, you know, maybe every few uh, weeks or every month or two. Not every few weeks, but do a live webcam show. But it is, uh, it is more difficult, a little more complicated. But I'll try to do them a little bit more often. And uh, in the coming weeks, just to give you a little preview, next week we'll do a uh, kind of a quote-unquote normal show we'll be back doing a star trek episode review for next week i think in two weeks two to three weeks i'm going to do that stargate show uh and oh speaking of the stargate show i I forgot i forgot to say uh i am going to put the shout out and the call out right now i would like very much to have part of that show be sort of just me and somebody else talking about stargate and what we really like or what we maybe don't like some of our favorite moments from the show uh, for part of that episode, for, that, for part of that podcast. So please, if someone who is a big Stargate fan is listening, shoot me an email, treksf at gmail.com, and I'd love to talk with you, and I'll slide that into uh, that special a Stargate show in a couple of weeks. So uh, I think that'll be fun, and I'm going to try to do things like that more uh, rather than just me talking. Uh, it gets gets old after 189 and three years of podcasting. So everyone... Take it easy. Thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for coming by uh, each and every week and downloading the new shows and visiting the website and the forums. I really, uh, really like all you guys a lot. I really do. And uh, uh, it's, uh, it's just, uh, I got to get a clean. Oh, never mind. <laughs> all right, I should get out of here and uh, I will end this now. And we will play a little uh, something here in a moment to take us out. So take care, everyone. I will talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. And uh, those on the chat and watching the camera still for some reason, watching me be silly and and funny, uh, I will leave that running for a little while still, too. So take care, everyone. I'll talk to you again real soon. You've been listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness and sci-fi. Entertainment News. This podcast copyright 2008. Rico Dawson.